Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Jimmy Ott's Game Time. Jimmy Ott's Game Time. What time is it? Need an angle? The Ott Fathers got you covered. My boy's wicked smart. Jimmy Ott's Game Time on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. And may the odds be ever in your favor. Now, here's Jimmy Ott. Bingo! I got action. Oh, and do we have action. It's called matching. Matching. Mike Delacano loves matching. Man, this guy is bouncing off the walls over here with some action, huh, Mike? Yeah, I'm bouncing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, indeed. So, we've got action. We do have Ohio uh, minus three and a half. We do have Toledo uh, minus the points. Um, listen, this is a great thing. They're getting ready to kick off. So, here's Bruce Marshall earlier today. Sports betters paradise. Everybody looking for picks. They're free. They're free. This is the best group of handicappers that I can recruit. We have winning records in both college and pro this year. Here's Bruce Marshall earlier today talking about the first matchup with uh, Toledo and Bowling Green. Interestingly, and and good for Toledo, Daquan Finn, their quarterback, who missed the previous game against Eastern Michigan, did come back last week and had one of his best games of the year, over 300 yards passing, three touchdowns. Um, and uh, I, I think this is a spot here for Toledo where they, they won't ease up because this is a team they like to beat, and this is a beatable team. 34-13, Rockets, they fly uh, past uh, Bowling Green tonight and uh, in combination of results that would also uh, give Ohio the championship in the east half of the loop if uh, Toledo can win this one. All right, uh, so Toledo uh, looking to uh, get their spot. And Finn, again, uh, took him a while, but he got gone. Uh, in, in in the second half, <clears throat> come from behind, win, slow start. Uh, he did throw for 300, uh, three TDs and no interceptions uh, last week. And Bowling Green is on the slide. Remember Bowling Green and uh, Akron played a couple of years ago and they were both like 0-10. Somebody's got to win the toilet bowl. I mean, it was – they've, they've come on, but, man, they have really been on the slide. That was ugly. They were actually a slight favorite against Western Michigan last week, and uh, I'm sorry, against Kent State, and they got destroyed, destroyed. All right, Bruce Marshall on the other game, Ohio and Ball State. They're getting ready uh, to uh, start. Curtis Rourke, he leads the MAC in passing yards this year with 3,087. Seventh in FBS. How do you like I know that, Mike? Comfort. I don't know, but it's impressive. <laughs> I can read. That's All right, here's Bruce Marshall talking about the Bobcats. They're on a roll. And we talked about that recent stretch. 
uh, that one lost to Bowling Green, but since then they have been rolling. They've won uh, six. Uh, they've won five in a row, covered their last six. So um, they are the hottest team in the in the MAC right now, certainly in their half of the league. Ball State just doesn't have enough offense. They're scrappy, um, and and Carson Steele is an awfully good running back. Uh, he's nearly 1,300 yards this year, but he's about it for the offense. Paddock, the quarterback, has been erratic. Uh, I think Ohio gets there tonight. Let's ride. Let's ride the Bobcats all the way through to Detroit. And uh, for the championship game in a couple weeks, 28-19 Bobcats. Let's go with Ohio U one more time tonight in Muncie. I'm well. I'm with you. So uh, Carson Steele's threw it rush for 390 in match in the last uh, two uh, Tuesdays. And plus, Jimmy, it's it's snowing. It's cold weather. Uh huh. And uh, he's a power runner. Uh huh. And uh, you know sometimes at the end of the year, yes, those guys kind of get going, and you break a few more little tackles, and games can change there. Eddie Lacy probably didn't grow up with a whole lot of snow going to West <laughs> Jefferson in Harvey, Louisiana. But, yeah. man, he was bigger. He was a power runner. And was he just made for, before he ballooned up? Before, yeah. <laughs> yeah made, made for Lambeau Field? Yeah, it worked out well for him. And I at mean, the end of the year, and you see that with uh, Derrick Henry a lot. and You start getting late in the year in the playoffs with the Titans. And, uh, again, this is, you know, I mean, this is he's already he's already had a good year, but – that's the kind of thing that on a game like this, it can kind of change the game if one team can control the ball with, with uh, cold weather. All right, we think we're cold here. Snow flurries uh, in the Midwest uh, for this match. And also, uh, Matt Eumann's favorite show. It will be a little bit later tonight because we've got that great doubleheader. Uh, Kentucky and Michigan State, they're tipping off uh, right now. Uh, Kentucky seven-point favorites. Michigan State double-digit favorites, uh, double-digit dogs out on the aircraft carrier in San Diego. I mean, that was a 50-50 game the whole time. Uh, Gonzaga fortunate to win outright, but not close to the uh, 12 or 12-and-a-half 12 point spread uh, that it was on Friday afternoon. They'll have the playoff committee uh, show uh, in between, and then Duke and Kentucky. I'm sorry, Duke and Kansas, the defending national champs, Kansas. Duke is 2-and-a-half over Kansas in the late one. 6.30 at the bottom of the hour, it will be the Pelicans, Pelicans one and a half and two twenty three. No line change in this one. This was the opening line, so odds makers uh, had a pretty good feeling of the availability for Zion Williamson tonight. He will not play as uh, these two teams expected to challenge for the the you know the the division championship. Two up and coming teams, yeah. Uh, young, two young teams, two young. Two teams. young teams. Memphis had a, a great season uh, last year, though. I think they finished with like the two seed. I mean, it was way up there, um, and, but uh, the Pelic in that Southwest Division, uh, these two teams are expected. Luca, uh, Luca and the Mavs, kind of, kind of, kind of too much on Luca. I mean, it is all him. Uh, Jonathan Von Tobel today, at the end of his NFL picks, we asked him for some NBA Nuggets, and I asked him for a team to back and maybe a team to fade on where they're going right now. And his fade team was the Dallas Mavericks because they're just too one-dimensional right now. And Luka's kind of relief when he goes to the bench, or if he's not playing, well, he's gone. Jalen Brunson, who was so good in the postseason last year. So um, Luka is, uh, you know, just kind of Dallas is uh, fading a little bit, especially against the spread. In his team to back right now, the Brooklyn Nets. Jacques Vaughn, not, they are a covering machine, and not only are they scoring a ton, they're one of the top defensive teams since he has taken over as well. So, whatever it takes, uh, they got that going on uh, as well. Uh, so, 
got to action all over. We did have a nice hit last night on Washington. Outright winner, plus 405 on a money line at Bet Rivers and uh, plus 11. And after Heineke fumbled the first uh, the f- first series and set up just an easy score for the Eagles to go up 7 nothing, like, oh, gosh. But then they followed it up with about a 15-play, 75-yard drive, a couple of nice third-down completions, a couple of runs. And as we talked about, there's about a handful of teams that just run the ball more, run the ball more. And whether it is Atlanta, um, a little bit of um, certainly Washington against Minnesota. Um, so they ran the ball, and they're, I think it was uh, Mike, it's a, their running back carries went from like 24 to 40 with, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the running back team. Yeah, no, they had the most rushing attempts they've had in over 20 years, Washington did. But, and again, it's just, you mentioned Washington, but you're seeing that trend a lot um, this year. They are, the average yards per rush uh-huh. right now is the highest. If it, if it continues, it'll be the hi- highest average yards per rush in NFL history. Really? Also, yes. Also, average yards for completion are the lowest. Are the lowest since in like 30 years or so for a real long area. I was, I was seeing some of these. Uh, I was doing some research, getting some of this today, but you're, and then the points. I mean, I know you've you've touched on it. I don't know if on Tuesdays, but the average points per game are really down. Also, Jacksonville is one of them. Um, they're they're rushing attempts are outstanding, and I mean, in the game on Sunday, you know, he uh, Etienne carries it 11 times, uh, in 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 Trevor Lawrence is throwing it like 45. I mean. Come on, man. Uh, I mean, the <laughs> Cleveland Browns. I mean, even, yeah, yeah, you remember how even last year, the Browns with Baker Mayfield, he's throwing like an interception every other drive, and he had, and, and the once he didn't, they were dropping interceptions. Yeah. And Chubb's running for like 300 yeah, Chubb, yards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, but the uh, one uh, uh, this year, it's the Minnesota Vikings in. Well, Dallas, with all their pressure on a quarterback, Dallas does not defend the run uh, very well this year but i did have to think what do you make of the eagles they they this is two games in a row they were a little flat maybe a little i don't know just being the only undefeated team certain teams handle it differently this is a team that hasn't been in this position a whole lot and they're improving quarterback there's no doubt about it um but your thoughts on the on the well, game I mean, last they, night because uh, Washington it was no fluke. Now there was some controversial calls, yeah, and we could talk about the ruling and everything else. And yes, obvious face mask, face mask on the fumble, can't review it. What do you do? I mean, he did fumble, and you know at the end it was not a vicious hit, but it's clearly clearly after you can't hit him. You can't, and, just can't and, hit and the he quarterback. Gave himself, he gave himself up. The thing is, Philadelphia has usually had control of the pace of the game. And everything's been been going their way, Jimmy. Eight, they're eight and zero with only three turnovers for the whole year. Right. So he, he's throwing it. He's throwing his up for grabs uh, deep ball to AJ Brown, which he's been in double coverage, which he's been doing all year. Right. And it gets intercepted this time against yeah. Pittsburgh. AJ Brown's pulling it in between Steelers left well, and right. AJ Brown had that ball first. Yeah, he, he did. But yeah. it, but it gets intercepted. Right. Then you get like you said, you get a horrible call going against you with the face mask, and the next thing you know, you lose your first game. I mean, these kind of things haven't been happening to, to them. 
This is what we've been talking about when we've been analyzing Saints games after the game. It's been happening to Saints, penalties and maybe a bad call or so. And you got to win those. You know, you get it's going to happen to everybody. It's happened to Philadelphia here at home as 11-point favorite. And the other team just kept running the ball. They didn't really – you know, Philadelphia is very strong up front, and they put a lot of pressure. And Philadelphia did force some turnovers too. Gardner Johnson had another interception. Right. But they didn't dominate the turnover margin like they have. I mean, they're number one in the NFL on that. They throw the bad call. And they, so, I mean, it, it shows that the NFL is the NFL. And you still, even though they were 8-0, they and they're, they're building their team great, and they have a great uh, front seven, great offensive line, they're still not dominant over other teams. But so a few things don't go their way, they can lose just like everybody else. Now, Washington's won four or five now, and the, the one loss, they – they, they should have won. Minnesota. They should have won. Now, they kind of stole the one at Indianapolis, okay, okay. Uh, where the Colts decided to punt when it was real close. They could have gone for it. Well, and then they they go 90 yards, including, uh, you know, but Heineke, but he's not afraid to throw it. So all of this, Rivera had to go to California and, and bury his mother who, who passed. So he was disrupted right in the middle of the preparation week. So it was, he was emotional after. And so – I understand, but then he talks about how Carson Wentz is expected to come back, and he doesn't know if he's going to start or not. Well, he knows he's not going to start, Jimmy. He just didn't want to say it. He's not. Carson Wentz didn't start when he comes back. If he does, it's showing the door right there. Show Joe Rivera the door he's, he's right not. there. Carson Wentz is not starting. I saw well, what that. Is, what is, what's, what's the he, game? Just say just, it. No, how, how do you play? No, you just – I mean, you're saying you want your teams, yeah, because there's two different ways. There's, you could wait till it's official and he's back and then do it. But you're saying this is your quarterback, rally your team around Haneke, which I agree with. But he just he, he'd opted, he opted just to wait, wait till he's all the way. He's not even activated yet. Wait till he's activated, and then he's going to say Haneke's the quarterback. I, I don't know why he did it like that. He just but, – but that's – I see what your point is. I mean, this is your quarterback. Carson Wentz is not your quarterback. He's not anybody's okay. quarterback. Okay. He, didn't have, he didn't have a chance to evaluate the tape of Philadelphia. Okay? Okay. All right. But of the other starts, he would have – Heineken would have had to throw like seven interceptions. Okay? And maybe two more fumbles to lose the job. And the intangible where you can't prove, but I could tell you this, Terry McLaurin flat out said it to Scott Van Pelt in a post-game interview after he says – I won't put you under sports radio, uh, sports radio, but Carson Wentz is expected to come back. Dan Pelt's a DC guy, yeah. so that's his team, and so they yeah. kind of, you know, he's more. And he says, um, he says, "Look, man, we rally around this guy." Yeah, no, it's, I mean, he just, I mean, you can't prove it, but it's pretty damn obvious, yeah. huh? <laughs> that's not. That's kind of uh, we 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 predict things here on the show yeah. through the years. This is an easy prediction. This okay, is, I well, mean, he's not Carson Wentz. Just, just say it. Just say it, Ron. <laughs> I mean. Well, Jimmy, Ron didn't, hold, have, Ron didn't have the Colts last year on those games. Hold on to, <laughs> hold on to 4,500 season ticket holders you got left. Ron didn't you know. have those, the Colts last year in those games, so that's why he didn't have to say gotta it check, Got to check with Daniel Snyder first. <laughs> I mean, you finally got it. I mean, think about that. All, and McLaurin talked about the, the, you know, the distractions. and things. Think about that. You know, all this nonsense going on with your ownership. So you really and, – and they still – mid-season – we, we – we, we criticize how they give the quarterback too much uh, credit and too much blame. It's like a, 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 an individual sport sometimes. The way, you know, but, but this is – you can't screw this up. You know, you know, he's played well 
through the years when he's come in and played. They have a Tampa. winning record yeah, with, with him as a starter. He played well in that Tampa playoff game. Everybody yes, knows he that. he did. And plus you got Chase Young coming back, looks like, next week. You got a little – you got a I'll chance. I'll tell a, you this. The problem is you're in that tough division. Um, He moved the ball better than any team that Tampa Bay played in that playoff run. Yeah. He moved the ball better than the Saints. He moved it better than Green Bay. He moved it better than Kansas City. Kansas City couldn't block him. Well, they couldn't block him, yeah. Oh, that's part of it. Well, no, I, I mean, no. Uh, that's part of it. I mean, so, uh, um, I don't know. To just say, no, uh, no, you do know it, it, it's it's going to be Haneke. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, maybe you need to be shown the door. Uh, we'll talk about Mr. Dennis Allen yeah. when we come back well, because enough is enough on some of the things that are going on down there. We know you got uh, some things happening and you, some things you can't control that are hurting them, but you got to control what you can control. We'll talk about the Saints and their situation. Humans, he's traveling today. He likes to go to San Diego even on a, you know, on a day, day like today, you know. So he's coming back. He'll be in Las Vegas. He was 6-0. and on his picks okay. last week in college football. 6-0 and on the heels of his best week ever. He'll be on at 7 o'clock with his college picks and also a couple of notes about college basketball. So um, I'll give you a guess on how many pages of their VEASAN preseason college basketball betting guide is that he edited. I don't, I can't guess. You're going to be amazed at this one. Okay. You're going to say, this guy is superhuman. What are you talking about? You know, seven trips to the fast food restaurant a day, you know, butt heavy and, and done known forks and knives. I mean, this yeah. guy. So we'll we'll take our time out. Ah, uh, Saints. We're going to dissect uh, Mr. Dennis Allen when we come back. Game time here from Dozy Place. We're in the Crown Town Room, and the holiday season is here, man. Holiday season is Thanksgiving next weekend. Holiday parties, you're Families in town, you want to go to a nice place that could be a little loud, Crown Town Room, um, can fit us, you know, small parties, 15, 20, you want to rent it out, whatever it is. I mean, no problem. Uh, come on over here. Steaks are outstanding. Uh, del- great bars, especially drinks, that make an incredible old-fashioned over here at Dozy Place. So the Crown Town Room is a nice spot for your holiday gatherings uh, over here for office, friends, or for family. Game time presented by Bet Rivers and 1045 ESPN Baton Rouge. Jimmy Ott's Game Time on 1045 ESPN Baton Rouge. All right, uh, back over here at Doe's Eat Place, and the bad guys are moving on both sides of the games in action right now. Bowling Green with a first down at the Toledo 25, and Ball State running at the power back first and goal at the eight-yard line. So trying to dodge some bullets early here in the matching game. Mike, I've, uh, you know, when uh, Jameis Winston was hurt and they talked about this and that, and he's, uh, I said, well, you know, I'll take an Andy Dalton, a healthy Andy Dalton may be better than a, Less than 100% uh, mm-hmm. Jameis Winston. Okay. You know, miss some, miss some throws in that Tampa game and things like that. Um, I, I've, I've, I've seen more than enough of Andy Dalton. Um, not just that. He is – he was an adequate quarterback. He was a better 
Just just look at the numbers. It wasn't just because of teams because he's better during the regular season than he was in the playoffs. We all know that. But, you know, Andy Dalton, even at TCU, he ran he ran the ball a little bit. Man, that mobility's gone. Yeah, yeah. So he's no he, he is he is now under I think his arm strength has declined yes. a little bit as well. Fair? His fair rele- on, his release fair on both points? His, his, his release, release his the point quicker. has dropped? Or his he's... release has gotten quicker to compensate for the lack of arm strength. Okay. It looks like he's dropped his arm he's slot got, a little bit, he too. The, yeah, he, get, he wants to get the ball out quick. So that's why you don't see. One of the things you've seen with him, they haven't been going downfield as much with Dalton. Uh-huh. This since he, when he gains, he's played. Well, and then, yeah, and then and they start creeping up uh, yeah, exactly. as well. Um either you're playing games and there are more games being played at both levels of football with the availability availability of quarterbacks than I can remember. I mean, the guys where they dress them out, they, 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 uh, they, they, they warm up, don't play. Dress them out, warm up, don't play. How about this week? It's such a drop-off at Oklahoma State. Dress him out, warm up. He ain't playing. But then we're struggling. We need him. We put him in the second half. Well, he was healthy enough to play in the second half, but not healthy enough to play in the first. I mean, games all the the, the Josh Allen thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what what? what I mean, uh, this is something that the, the NFL used to take a little bit seriously. Um, I, I, you know, we talked about it yesterday. His ball had velocity. Look, Josh it Allen's is ball. it is. It, 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 you can't bet a game where they're playing with these games when you don't know a questionable. You can end game it as soon as they start, and you could see if they're playing or not. Yeah. It really to give you uh, – you might get lucky or unlucky if you try and play it earlier. But at this point, man, Josh Allen to Case Keenum. My goodness. Some of these quarterbacks from Oklahoma, this is a backup. I mean, Oklahoma State. I mean, you know, like Arkansas. Did you see that? There's a rod receiver playing yeah. quarterback. I mean, you know, it's it's unbelievable the some of the drop off, but what is going on with the Saints? Why the hell are they still playing Andy Dalton instead of James Winston? Well, I'm, I imagine they will switch this week. Uh, you know, he he gave his he gave his reasons. He said the offense was he thought was moving better, and it was probably moving better a little bit because he was he was letting the ball go quick and they had a little more of a rhythm. But at the, at some point, you got to make some plays, and I think Winston will probably give him the best chance going forward again remember now what i've said all year there's not a lot of difference between these two guys to begin with before you know and they both won the team most people had their starters or are much better than their backups uh the, I, I can give you a point where maybe the cardinals it's not because uh colt mccoy every time he comes in they do pretty well but anyway um and so i mean that was kind of a given from the get-go but he, maybe he was a better fit he let the ball go out quicker and they had more rhythm but now, now that everything's kind of getting away from you and a lot of, you know, you lost all these close games that you had a good chance to win. And then now you got real problems because now you have three offensive linemen hurt and you didn't have that before and you still didn't win. You were losing to these games you could have won, you know, your Minnesotas and your, and your uh, Cincinnati's and some of these games you could have won. So now they're in trouble. And, and now we're going to see now everything's all of a sudden there's heat on uh, Dennis Allen. Everybody's looking at everything. You can't run the ball. Your best players nearly neutralized because you, your line was getting stuffed last week against Pittsburgh. 
through all that, you still got a chance, but you're going to give up. You're going to have 10 penalties, and on the 10 penalties, you're going to give Pittsburgh Steelers six first downs. And, you know, so it's, you just can't have that every week and, and keep going forward. The only thing they got going for them this week, they're playing a team that's got a lot of issues, the Rams, like they do. So that's the only thing. That would be the only positive. But I would expect, and, and I don't know anything, any inside scoop or anything, but I would expect Winston to start this week. And I would look for the Saints maybe to try to push the ball down the field a little bit more. Now, Winston, you know, he holds on the ball a little bit. He doesn't, But we'll see now that he's coming back healthy if there's something going, maybe a little spark for the team. But if that offensive line is still has three starters out, it's, it's going to be tough. I want to see um, Taysom Hill when he started last year. His games, yeah. What about his games? What about some of them? He, he had some he's, hand, he's, hand he's, he's better than what uh, Dal- the, the level Dalton's playing right now. Well, no, if they wanted to, you know, if they want, if they wanted to do what these other teams are doing, they could do that with Taysom Hill. But you can't just, you can't just do it. You can't just switch right now, Jimmy. And and I don't think Taysom Hill will be the Saints. Mike Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is is okay. It's back. I mean, it's it's Andy Dalton is Andy Dalton. He, he wasn't real. You know, he was kind of. Wasn't great at Cincinnati. He may make a lot of mistakes. He makes he's got a lot, a lot of, of starts, so he's a, he's a valuable backup. Yeah, he, but he makes a lot of good throws during the game. I mean, but he makes a lot of mistakes. Him and Winston are very similar. Again, it's what, I understand. We're going back to what we talked about. But I think Winston is a little camp. bit closer to his prime. Yes, yes. Okay. All right. Are we, wait a minute. Well, that, that, that was the reason he was the starter, Jimmy. That was it right there. Because, I mean, Winston's resume wasn't – I think I think their passer rating was nearly identical. I mean, how, things like how that. How much did – Sean Payton, because this McVay thing, this thing's over. He ain't going to sit around and wait for them to try and blow it up, rebuild from scratch, because they are in I, – I don't think they have – they don't have a, a draft pick for another 17 years or whatever it is. <laughs> they, I gonna, mean, as of right now, okay, they, I mean, they're going to go it's, seven it's years. It's just gone south. Pick, I mean, yeah. they – you know, Stafford's getting beat up behind his bad offensive line right. now. You know, you, you Cooper Cup is getting injured. He's on the IR. I mean, it, you, you talk about it just – it's it's over. Jalen Ramsey ain't sticking around. Aaron Donald ain't going to stick around. They'll they'll trade those guys. I mean, they're just going to have to – it's – it's – I mean, McVay's going to go and do TV. He's already doing commercials <laughs> left and right, things like that. And, I mean, he's not going to stick around for the rebuild. How much was the Sean Payton saw this free bill coming ultimately? I, I don't know. I mean, he, it's it, people. You know, people thought that, and Mickey Loomis actually addressed that. That they, he thought they could keep it going, and you know the way they're doing with the pushing the salary. The problem is, if, you know, what, what we say in the offseason, we don't talk about it much during the season. Is They've got all this dead money and, and these salaries that no, they can't move any. You're talking about right. moving players. No, they no, can't, no, no, They I, can't I, move the no, players. No, I didn't say that with the Saints. Yeah. I know, no, I know they're stuck. No, no, they're stuck for a little bit. And, you know, I mean, they try to, they're trying to do forward. The, a team like the Rams, you know, they, they do things different than most teams. And, you know, they, and so we'll see how, what they do. I, I, can't, I can't really – I've never really figured out – I don't know how they got away with it, to be honest with you. They bring these guys, these big-name these big players in. And then they're gone, and then they, you know, bring them in, and they don't really develop players. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. They've gotten away with it, and the problem is when you say the difference between the Rams and the Saints, they got the skins on the wall. They went to the Super Bowl in that crazy, in that bad call game. They won the Super Bowl last year, so, so there's so, no so, pressure on Sean well, McVay you, right you're now. Me, you you're tell- mentioning Dennis Allen. Nobody's saying 
Sean McVay, we need to look at him. Nobody's saying that out that's covering the Rams. They're going to give him a few years because of what he accomplished. He ain't going to be around. Dennis, you're saying, yeah, you, you said you, 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 you put in a book right now. Uh, he is not going to be there. Well, he's gone. He flirted with the TV deal last year. After this? <laughs> wow. How are they? they can, they're not going to recover. They are not going to recover. And so, I mean, and you, you think Donald and just how they came there? They're going to get out and go and play with somebody who's, you know, uh, got a chance to do it. I mean, the, the Stafford's on a decline. Yeah, that was. That okay, was well, a, I mean, he's, kind of he's not going to. Yeah. yeah, he's a solid guy. He's you throw him in there, Jimmy, with he's a Dalton. In my opinion, he's a Dalton and a uh, Jameis type. guy. Oh, no, 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 no. Stafford's still got way more arm no, no, uh, got, arm strength and no, can make sure. throws that Jameis Dalton Winston, can't. Jameis Winston has a great arm, Jimmy. Very good arm. He has a slower release. Uh, much slower. Yeah, but, I mean, no, Stafford has one of the great arms that the, that the NFL has seen. But he's not—he's made a ton of mistakes. A he's, ton. He's a he mistake. led the league in led interceptions. The league in I, I get that. Year, I get yeah. that. But but in, in, in season, do they do they get over the hump last year if it's not for Von Miller and uh, Odell? Probably not. I, I say no. Probably not, yeah. I mean, you know, so. Um, uh, should, I mean, so if you're Gail Benson. What you gonna do? Because this team's gonna finish five and twelve. Well, let's first. Well, I mean, first, if, if they finish five and twelve, there'll be changes, but they just they just can't. You're not six gonna, and eleven. I don't think you fire your coach the first year. I, I just don't like that. Period. I, I don't like that. Well, you're not going to hire him from anywhere else. It was a promotion from within no, because you were trying to maintain that I continuity. I, I mean, and that and that makes sense, but it's such a drop off. Well, that, I, mean, I mean, the preparation, the lack of discipline. I mean, some of the personnel decisions. It's just in-game management. It's just there's a lot of things well, that are really – I, I gave Dennis been. Allen a complete pass because it was impossible to win with the Raiders. No matter yeah, who yeah. took that job, nobody was winning with the Raiders during that era. We, I'll get you. But it's hard to mean there were some people that some Raiders guys like, Dennis Allen ain't the guy. Y'all, they, I mean, it's – He's he's not great, so they paid attention to it a little bit more than maybe we did, even though we gave him a complete pass. Right, right. And it in in. Uh, so you would you would well, stay with it? I would stay with. Oh, I, I, Jimmy, I never like firing a guy after one year. I mean, um, and and again, it's you can put the pressure on. You can have the meeting after the season if they're five and twelve, like you say. You can have the meeting and go over. Look, this this happens again. You're not going to be here. We're whatever, or, or different ways you can word it. We're, you know, obviously this isn't going to work like this. And then they can decide what they want to do with the quarterbacks and all. See, the, the difference is Sean Payton was making the personnel decisions. Dennis Allen is not. Sean, Al Sean Payton had complete control of that team. Loomis was the guy that made it work. Uh, get me, uh, go get me this guy. We'll get this guy. Make it, get him in, get him, fit him in. And they'd figure out a way to do it. Dennis Allen does not have that role. Dennis Allen is just kind of the, the defense, he calls the defensive signals and he kind of uh, organizes the team and figures out the practice schedule and goes over all that kind of stuff. Now, you know, should the offensive coordinator have stepped up more? Is, is he not doing enough? It's, it's just, you know, it's hard to say right now because if they just, they, they've had one game where they just were horrible. And they had a lot of games where they, they had a lot of chances. And when you we've seen this numerous times, teams blow these games early. The Raiders this year, you mentioned the Dennis Allen. The Raiders this year. Well, the Raiders were the best team, you know, in one one score games last year. 
Yeah, and, and now, that's now why that's why we, we you know that's a that's a when we look at win totals in the summer and we're looking at teams that's a you know that's going to revert back to the mean. That ain't you know you can't you can't win every fifty fifty game every year. There were four and zero in overtime games I, I, last year. I know and the Chargers. Of course, the Chargers managed to keep losing close games. Minnesota this year. Minnesota this year is a great example with, with the close games. Next time you go tell me, you might tell me they uh, they recovered a quarterback's knee in the end zone with twenty seconds left, maybe. Um, but anyway, that's that's, some- that's another coach. That's the weak link <laughs> of Buffalo. I mean, the game management, the end of the Kansas City playoff game last year, yeah. to not work he- under center because at some point you're going to have to take a snap from center. Allen looked like he was complete. I mean, they, just unprepared. I mean, a snap is fine. I know it was a good snap. It was fine. Yeah, and he drops it and <laughs> it looks like he doesn't like it. Like, like he. Could, <laughs> I mean, like, I just hope somebody gets it. Well, yeah, the the Minnesota guy diving over the top did get it. Um, that's still incredible, actually. But no, no, it's it's a lot of a lot of when you're in a lot of those games, and you have to make your decisions. You know, can Dennis Allen make them? You know, he really his he hadn't had to make a lot of tough decisions. His team has lost the games because well, of penalties I, and things like I that. Tell, I, Is that a disciplined team? You know, some of the calls are bad. Philadelphia, you know this. They don't have the face mask penalty. Did they win last night? They call the face mask. That's a turnover. Well, I don't know. Last time um, when Philadelphia got the ball with a chance, they went three and out and punted. So, I mean, Washington was kind of on a little bit of a roll. No, it's it's not a guarantee they're going to drive 80 yards uh, for for a touchdown. So, I mean, I'll finish it there. If if they get the face mask call, it would have been closer to midfield. But not sure. Not sure. One thing about it is we got to go to a break. Um, But – Making tough decisions, Miss Gale and Mickey Loomis have really not been in the spot. Because when have you ever considered whether or not they're going to retain Sean Payton? Well, yeah, and, and also well, when, have mean, they have, when have they been playing meaningless games around Thanksgiving? Because even their bad years, they were they would be five hundred right now would be considered a bad year. So I mean, now they're three and what are they three and seven? Yep. Don't so, forget our friends at Supreme Rice and SupremeRice.com. You know it's the holiday season, so you're going to be doing a lot of cooking. Whether it's your gumbo, your casseroles, your dirty rice, whatever it is, just don't go to uh, to the grocery store and pick up a bag of any rice, out of state rice, overseas rice. Only Louisiana rice, grown, milled, processed in Crowley, Louisiana since 1936. Supreme Rice and SupremeRice.com for all of your holiday cooking. Game time here from Dozy, place in the Crown Town Room, a great spot for your holiday gatherings, whether it's friends, from the office, or your relatives. Come by because you've got the, game, uh, the big screen TVs to watch bowl games or, or LSU games if you want. And you can get loud in here as well in the bar area. We call it the Crown Town Room at Dozy Place. 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Jimmy Ott's Game Time on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Mike Delacano trying to offer me a pack of zaps for my uh, my uh, Toledo pick. That thing is in a dumper. Laying uh, double digits, down double digits at the end of the first quarter. 14 to nothing, Bowling Green. But Ohio, the Bobcats... Hold Ball State. Ball State had it first and goal from the eight. They hold them to three, and then they respond, coming right back down the field with a nice drive. Seven to three, Bobcats over Ball State. All right. Who's better, Jefferson or Chase? After this week, 
The, well, you know, the, 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 the conference, I mean, it was, that, that catch was funny after the catch, too. He just started throwing to Jefferson no matter who was on him, and they could not guard him. Yeah. They, you know, he, he, he wasn't going to him as much because they were showing him extra attention, as they should. But after that, it wasn't every play, but it was a lot more frequently. It, um, that catch, they, everybody's comparing it to the Beckham catch. It, the guy was pulling on his arm the whole time, the whole catch, all the way down to the ground. But anyway, no, no, I mean, Jimmy, both those guys are, are, are great receivers. I personally think, and, you know, it's, you know, we, you do always we talk about the odds a lot of times for MVP and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. With it's quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. It's maybe, always quarterback. Maybe Derrick Henry a little bit up there back in uh-huh. a few years. But, I mean, he really – he really sh- Jefferson really should be an MVP candidate this year. Really? I mean, yes. I mean, God. Well, I, mean, I mean, but, but Mike – uh, He's not going to be. I'm, I understand that. I'm just saying I'm gonna look that up this the odds guy, right now. some of the stuff that he's doing and, uh, you know, his yards per game and things like that are, are just really impressive. Uh the fact that Thielen's not the threat he used to be. But, I mean, it's you got two guys that are a little different in the fact that Chase is stronger, maybe can break more tackles and all that. But Jefferson, great route runner. Both of them catch the ball very well. They're both, they're both phenomenal, and they're both two of the best. It would have been interesting if Chase would have stayed healthy to see if both of them could have made first team all, all pro because they might have had a chance to do that with the way Chase was rolling right there before he got hurt. so Justin Jefferson is the highest non-quarterback on the uh, Bet yeah, Rivers. Uh, there's no yeah. running back. Yeah, there's no running Mah- back dominating. This Mahomes year. is uh, plus a dollar thirty. Tua, four to one. Boy, get, he, got, he got some uh, – he got the, the most dangerous, the scariest receiver in the NFL. Yep. And he just started ripping. He started letting it go again like he did in college. He, he got scared. To, he, he, got, he quit being scared to fail. And he started slinging it like he did in college, and he's improved a lot. And their 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 team is Waddle uh, is really good it. too, man. Hmm? Oh, Waddle's excellent. Waddle, that's what I'm saying. You Waddle. put them both together. Sure. They, I mean, if they run, if they run, uh, he is he's his third down guy. You know, to keep things, Tyreek is the big is the big threat. They ain't no doubt, and Tyreek gets a lot of balls, but third down, Waddle's getting it more. Yeah, I mean, he just he in his zone, it's unfair. I mean, he's just he, – he's going to sit in a spot. And, you know, those guys have a little history as well. So, Hurts' right. uh, third choice at 5-1. to Kind of underthrew that one where the guy threw it. I mean, you don't notice it too much. But I, he has – he has gotten more comfortable in the pocket. Oh, yeah. He lets the ball go quick. He, he has, runs he, that offense good. It, it's, it's a perfect fit. Good coaching. He's, he's doing a good job. Uh, it's, you know, um, now, when I talk about, you know, maybe – and Hertz was late on that throw to the, the the Watkins. The guy is from Southern Miss, I think it is. The the fast oh, receiver for yeah, the Eagles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. okay. You got Devontae Smith, you got A.J. Brown, yeah, this yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. And he's he slowed, he fell, kind of was waiting for it, got back up, and it got tripped. Um, but he's heck man, Tua's Tua is behind on every one of yeah, Tyreek kills downfield. Yeah, balls. He, he really every one. He really is. <laughs> Everyone, I, 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 I haven't watched a lot of their g- games, but when I watch the highlights, it usually is a little late. But he's so open, it doesn't matter. Kirk Cousins, 33-1. to one. Joe Burrow, 33-1. to one. Justin Jefferson, 50-1. to one. So he is the, the highest non. It, it's just, no, I mean, it's it's just what it is. Yeah, no, know? no, it's what it is. I'm talking about based on ability, uh, the fact that the kind of year he's having and what he's doing for that team 
uh, when they the, the the confidence they have and what they do, just just throw it to him. I mean, now the offensive player of the year, he is the favorite. Oh, okay. Okay, there is an offensive and defensive yeah. player. Uh, he is two to one. Tyreek Hill is three to one. Well, he Tyreek Hill and him, I know the two leading. I think I think they're both the two leading uh, yards uh, receiving for the league. I think Tyreek Hill was first, and uh, Justin Jefferson's probably second. Would be my guess. Michael Parsons uh, is the leader, minus three oh five. He's got. He's got to be, the... be a pretty strong favorite there. Nick Bosa uh, and Matthew Judon. Miles Garrett, the others, considerably uh, longer odds uh, after them. Uh, don't forget our friends at Louis Cafe. Uh, Louis Cafe on uh, just outside the north gates of LSU. Um, for since 1941, I mean the great omelets, the just the uh, old style uh, uh, breakfasts, different combos, uh, the cheesy grits, the Cajun hash browns, uh, all of that good stuff. This uh, the Louis Burger, the big cheesy Lou. Uh, great stuff over at Louis. Last game uh, this week. Last game at campus. So if you're going to the game and you got somebody in your party that hadn't been to Louis, get up there Saturday morning because you can get in and out and still get back to your hotel or wherever, your house, um, because it's such a late game with an 8 o'clock start. Go check out Louis um, over on campus. It is a Baton Rouge institution. And if you just want to pick them up, you don't want to get dressed up to go in, uh, to a full-service restaurant, call them up and get the uh, pickup window, 346-8221, 346-8221. Louis Cafe since 1941, just outside the north gates of LSU. Game time from Dozy Place on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Live from Dozy Place on Government Street in the heart of Mid-City, Jimmy Ott's Game Time on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. When to hedge or when not to hedge? You know, that's something I uh, I deal with. But, Mike, Mm -hmm. this is uh, one of the reasons uh, why you do it. The collapses in the NFL on Sunday. Bill's up 17. Yeah. Up 17. What you think about the decision uh, up 10 after Dalvin Cook busted it to go for it instead of the field goal? Put you up 13. I, I, didn't, I'm not, I didn't really have a strong opinion. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, um, maybe because I was laying five. Yeah. Oh, no, and, 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 uh, and then you know, trying to hit a, a middle there. Yeah, I've definitely wanted to kick it. So, yeah, in the end, it's not terrible. It's the pass, though. Josh Allen, this is two weeks in a row where he's making some poor decisions. And he just can't do that. Um, touchdown Bowling Green again. Who is favored in this game? It is it is 20 to nothing, Bowling Green. All right. Um, here's one for you. Titans, no Jeffrey Simmons. Four more defensive starters are out. Remember, they sat on that lead on Sunday night in Arrowhead. They played, I think it was the second most defensive snaps. Remember, Miami yeah. played against Buffalo earlier this year. They were dead going to that Thursday night game at Cincinnati. The Broncos are outgaining them 200 over 205 to 50. And then it's 10 nothing Broncos. Here's Tennessee. This is the one where I did hedge at plus Tennessee plus six and a half. I had Broncos plus three. That's the one I did insure uh, my bet. Uh, the other one is, oh, at, uh, at noon was the Bears. 
up 14 in the fourth quarter, or I think it's fourth quarter. Um, four, 14, I did not hedge in uh, that one. Yes, the Lions, uh, yep, they scored. Uh, it was uh, it was 24 to 10 uh, in the fourth quarter. And whoop. <laughs> I mean, and look, we're talking about, you know, uh, if you took it plus 800, uh, even my plus 1100. Dallas was another one I had plus uh, up 14, 14. 195 and oh, really? 195 and oh, when leading by 14 in the fourth quarter. Wow, 195 and one. Now, I mean, it's just where I had to. I had to. Um, I did on the late one. As soon as there's one little sign that San Francisco was coming back, I had just, uh, the Chargers plus seven and a half, but I did have to uh, take one and a half with San Francisco, San Francisco in game. It was a struggle. They were flat themselves, yeah. and then you had to sweat the cover at the end. So that one actually middled. But, man, um, your thoughts on when to middle or not to? Well, I, I mean, mean to hedge. Well, to hedge. I mean, you can, because they all had middle, uh, you know. Yeah, out. but, I mean, you're, you see, you're doing it on games – that you're watching. So you're watching multiple games at once. So, I mean, you can see things that are going by the flow of the game. Yes. And you can, you know, a team, well, you know, they're, they're, they're down here, but they're really not that playing that bad, and they're, they're well coached, and they, you know, they have a team that's a good leadership, and, you, you know, they're going to they're gonna keep fighting back, and then you can kind of hedge on that, things like that. No, you but, have to watch the games. Yeah, that, that's the whole point. No, no, no. And you're no, watching no. multiple games at once because yeah. you're, you know, at, at – uh, and matches, and, matches. Mm-hmm. and so I mean, it's it's harder to do that for somebody just trying to follow the score. No, you can't. But at the game they're watching, yeah. if it, if the, the you're watching you're Green watching. Bay Dallas and you got it, I mean, I always say yeah. between 25 and 50 percent. If you really don't stay on the low end, I mean, a quarter of your bet for a possible middle, you know, and it's insurance. Yeah. No, so I mean, you see, and you see that Aaron, you know, we've been talking about Justin Jefferson and receivers, Tyreek Hill. You know, it's amazing what receivers can do for NFL teams. And now he's got his his rookie. This was their their rookie guy. You know, he's been hurt most of the year, and he catches three touchdown passes. So you're seeing if you're seeing that they got something going, then you realize that the Green Bay can start getting it going, passing at any point. And they, I mean, I, to win the game, uh, you know, I'm not saying that, but you can see that the Green Bay is going to make a run because they can throw the ball and get back into it a little bit. Now that's amazing that they came back and won that game, but. These receivers, the way they're influencing these teams is really has really changed the game of football. All right, uh, so we're pulling for our split tonight, and Ohio gets a fumble, and now a couple of first downs, and they're in the red zone here. So uh, at the 15, first and 10, nine and a half minutes to go. Ohio 7-3. Bowling Green and the Crosstown rival. I was wondering why these crazy students are in the stands with no shirts on going bananas for Bowling Green. Might 20, be the biggest crowd in match in history. There might be 500 there. 27 miles apart, those two, <laughs> those two schools, 27 miles apart. 27 miles from here to Gonzales. That's, uh, that's not 27 to Gonzales. Oh. Only to Hammond would be closer. All right. Um, Hammond? It's not. It's farther. That's 35, probably. Uh, that's about 35. Here to White Castle? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you can measure down those roads. <laughs> Donaldsonville? Maybe. <laughs> Where's the land was? Give me, give me a measurement uh, on that one. Uh, but you know, then a guy like Matt Humans, he never does it. He never does yeah. it. And 
I mean, and listen, the right number is, is also comes into play as well. Um, but there's some gamblers that are saying, you know, hedging. No, you know, it's, it's, it's still gambling. You know, don't just give give some of your bet. You're winning back. And so that's what some people say as we watch Ohio with a little uh, skinny post for the touchdown in the back. I think, I think the best example to hedge this year was uh, was uh, the Tennessee-Alabama game. To hedge on Alabama. A lot of a lot of a lot of Alabama games, um, okay. a lot of Alabama games. But and funny, but they had, had Tennessee plus all the points beginning, and then you know right. No, so you league, so yeah. you have you, yeah. Alabama was like a pick 'em in that game, or maybe even plus some point. No, plus points. Plus points. points. No, plus just, points. no yeah. they would. Yeah, they would at the right time. Plus, yeah, no, no. I'm you know what I mean? About, so right. I've, I've 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 taken. So my buddy was winning the survivor pool. Because he had uh, Dallas against Chicago, and they're winning big. And the other guy had the Raiders. It was down to two. Oh, okay. It was a true middle chance. And so the Raiders are getting blasted in New Orleans. And I'm like, man, Hedge at 11. Well, he waited all the way to 18 and a half. Still didn't get oh. it. But, you know, and sometimes you just you give back. But then you are guaranteeing this survivor pool. Yeah. You're cashing something. And you, you might give a little bit back, but if you give it back, you're going to be, I mean, only Surat complains about the taxes when he hits the lottery. Is, is, uh, <laughs> is your survivor pool, is it still going? No, no, that, that was it. Oh, that was it. Okay, yeah, that yeah. was it. Okay, it's over. Yeah, it came down to I that. Mean, good God, that was a tough year to do survivor pools. I, I think. It's I'm, down. Uh, I can't believe it. Circa is down to like uh, 75 out of 6,000. I'm impressed at this. I would have thought less uh, than yeah, 75, yeah, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, me too. Whew. Me too. I mean, with uh, with the uh, double-digit dog, I mean, double-digit oh, favorite winning again uh, last night, no question about it. All right, don't forget our friends at Total Diamond Performance. Total Diamond Performance, uh, their, hey, Thanksgiving camp is next week. That's right. It is uh, next week, so uh, reserve your spot today, 931-3730. You could do it Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. It's at their training facility on uh, in Prairieville and Airline Highway. So they've got indoor and outdoor uh, capabilities. Seven to nine-year-old division and 10 to 14 division. Nine to noon next Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. You could do one day, two days, or three days. For multiple days, there is a discount. Total Diamond Performance Baseball Skills Camps, the bat speed program, infield play, throwing mechanics, catching work, base running, speed agility training, all uh, next week. So contact Matt Mastretta, 931-3730, or Matt at TDPBaseball.com. That's Matt at TDPBaseball.com. Come back to Matt, uh, our favorite Matt, 6-0 and last week with his picks. Matt Humans, about time. We're going to get on this behind. Game time here from Dozy Place in the Crown Town Room on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Live from Dozy Place on Government Street in the heart of Mid-City, Jimmy Ott's Game Time on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. All right, a little bit later than usual this week. Let's go to Las Vegas, talk to Matt Humans of VEASAN. Perfect 6-0 and week last week. Good job, Matt. How you doing? Uh, pretty good, man. Just watching some college hoops tonight and um, trying to get Michigan State in. I got uh, Spartans plus seven and a half. Thought that number was a little bit high today. And uh, tonight, I'm going to head out to the Thomas Mack Center to watch uh, Dayton UNLV, which should be a pretty good game out here. Hey, um, Michigan State was getting like what, 12, 12 and a half uh, in San Diego against Gonzaga last Friday. Yeah, yeah. Um, why, why, 
why why's Michigan State not getting uh, a whole lot of respect early on with the odds makers? Uh, Spartans had a really bad performance in an exhibition game against a, a crap opponent. Let's put it that way. And I think a lot of people overreacted to that. And uh, there were, uh, you know, a lot of times you get overreactions early in the college hoop season when a team loses a closed door scrimmage, like uh, you know Arkansas got blown out by Texas in that close in that scrimmage a week before mm-hmm. the season got, got beat by thirty. Uh, Michigan State was down at halftime uh, to a a really, really weak opponent in an exhibition game. And there's an overreaction to things like that because you just don't know what these teams um, have in general. And uh, Michigan State, besides that point, was picked to finish, you know, is picked to finish somewhere around seventh or eighth in the Big Ten. So this is not one of Tom Izzo's strongest teams. But I got to tell you, I I upgraded Michigan State's power rating uh, by four points off the Gonzaga game, and I watched this is a physically mature, tough Spartans team. It looks like a typical Tom Izzo team. I don't think they have a lot of scoring. Uh, shooting's going to be an issue, but again, they're going to. It's a blue collar, grinding team like Izzo usually has, and they're going to tough their way to um, to wins and get back to the tournament for the 25th year in a row. I was just a little bit surprised this Kentucky number was seven and a half. The Wildcats have played only Duquesne and Howard. And uh, they've been a little bit short-handed. Looks like Oscar Sheebley was only going to play in short bursts tonight, coming back from the knee surgery. And I like Kentucky a lot. I think the the ceiling for the Wildcats is really, really high when they get everybody healthy. But, uh, you know, we're one week into the season. So uh, I think sometimes these favorites get really inflated early in the season. Yeah, you know, Kentucky, another good recruiting class, no doubt about that. But how'd they get a guy like Sheboy to come back? I mean, that's, that is a piece that, you know, Calipari usually doesn't have. And so, man, right. he's – and um, he, is he on a, on a pitch count sort of tonight? Is he on a minutes uh, limitation uh, dealing with so. a little bit? Yeah, yeah that's so. another reason why I thought the number was a little bit too high. They said, uh, you know, Sweetway might play 20 minutes, I was thinking. So we'll, we'll see. You know, it, this is what's different, too, about a Coach Cal team. He's got Sweetway. He's got some veterans on this team. It's not just, you know, five right. freshmen and sophomores who are looking at the NBA. He's actually got some veterans, Severe Wheeler, the point guard. So I, I do like this Kentucky team a lot, but the expectation's just a little bit too high here early in the season. Yeah, on Gonzaga, fortunate to win the game. Uh, n- yes. Never had a chance yes. to cover, but right. uh, Michigan State was winning most of that game. Tight one. Uh, on Saturday, uh, Friday afternoon, but still, uh, I was telling Mike, how many pages is the Veasan uh, preseason uh, college basketball guide that you that you put out? It's too many for Mike to read. Let's put it that way. Because <laughs> too many, it's too many for me to read. I, I had to edit the thing, and I quit about halfway through. I was like, I don't have time for this. And it was four. It's four hundred some pages, and um, <laughs> that, w- that wouldn't have been one of those things I would have overguessed. I mean, what? What? Four hundred. You guys realize there's three hundred and sixty-three Division One teams. I mean, it's insane. It's, it's going from so three thirty, three thirty-one to three sixty-three, huh? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a lot of work, man. I I spent countless hours, you know, just trying to put together my top one hundred and do power ratings on a hundred, hundred and twenty teams before the season tipped off. Just not enough hours, you know, to do that stuff. So you don't have an opinion on uh, Bellarmine win total over or something, huh? I mean, where is Bellarmine? Where are some well, of these schools? Can, <laughs> Bellarmine's in Louisville. 
And they're better than Louisville this year. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what has happened to the Cardinals? My gosh. I mean, damn. I saw they were. Who did they lose to again, Matt? I mean, somebody beat their doors off. I mean, I think a SWAC team. Uh, they're losing tonight. They're getting beat. Uh, who's who's playing Louisville tonight? Just, I just saw they're down 12 in the second half, and they actually lost to Bellarmine last week. <laughs> and they lost to somebody else. I think this would drop Louisville to 0-3, I think, with a loss tonight. So I'm heading out to the Maui Invitational on Sunday. And uh, Louisville, I think, is going to be the worst team in that tournament. It's an eight-team field. It's got Arizona, uh, San Diego State, Creighton, Ohio State. Uh, there's another really good team. Who am I forgetting? I'm forgetting somebody. But it's a it's a good. Oh, Texas Tech's out there too. It's uh, a good 18 field. But Louisville, I think, is by far the worst team from what I've seen so far uh, of the eight that are going to be in Maui. So, um, wow. Kenny, hey, uh, oh. yeah. All go right, ahead. let's get to uh, let's get to some of your uh, your college football picks for this week. Uh, great uh, great week last week. So. Um, and, uh, you know, sort of the situational handi- uh, handicap. What, um, and also, as we get into that, what do you think about the, uh, the Pac-12, man? Uh, um, you know, the Oregon-Washington game and the Arizona-UCLA the game, and then Lincoln Riley also going out of his way to make sure he covers against lowly Colorado on Friday night. Yeah, Lincoln Riley was obviously uh, trying to make some boosters happy. Uh, that he knew who laid the points with uh, USC. I think you and I were talking about this yesterday. That's Steve Spurrier stuff from back in the days of Florida. There, there's no question he was trying to cover that number uh, late in the game. I, I thought it was kind of, you know, I never complained about that stuff because I say, you know, the the team that's getting uh, the score run up on them, if you don't like it, stop it. Step up with your defense and stop it. Do something about it. But it is kind of a Bush League move by Riley to do it to Colorado. If you want to do it to a rival, if you want to do it to somebody you recruit against, uh, that's cool. But, I mean, pitiful Colorado, a program right. that's really down right now. You don't really need to rub it in. But, uh, anyway, uh, USC in that game lost Travis Dye, his star running back, transfer from Oregon, by the way. And um, I think that's going to be a setback for the USC offense this week. Caleb Williams has put up incredible numbers. He's got 31 TDs, two picks. But on the flip side, UCLA runs the ball better. And Dorian Thompson-Robinson has been an efficient quarterback, too. And uh, I like the Bruins this week. They, they dropped 62 on USC last year. And I think they can run and kind of control the line of scrimmage and uh, control the game with a running attack here at the Rose Bowl on Saturday. It's going to be a phenomenal game. Circus Sports in Vegas opened the total 82. Uh, seems pretty high. It's down to 75. They also opened the USC minus four. And uh, I tried to get that right away. I made the number USC once, but I got UCLA plus three and a half. I don't know if it'll go back to three or not, but that's going to be a good game. I, I think that's the game of the week in college football. And so, Jimmy, you said, what do I make of the Pac-12? I'm, I'm disappointed that even though I bet Arizona, I'm disappointed that Arizona won that game straight up and Oregon lost. You could have had a great Final Four, essentially, in the Pac-12 this week. Yeah. If you had UCLA and Oregon not lose last weekend, you would have had a phenomenal uh, kind of like semifinal showdown this week in the Pac-12, and uh, they blew it with uh, the yeah. Ducks kind of looking ahead to Utah and uh, uh, UCLA getting upset at the Rose Bowl by Arizona. 
so I'm, I'm on Oregon this week. It's a buy low spot. This number was projected to be higher. I think Bo Nix, from what I've read, is going to be okay. He was banged up late in the game last week. But uh, getting Oregon as a three-point home favorite against a Utah team that has not really traveled well, uh, I kind of like this spot for the Ducks. I don't think they're going to lose back-to-back home games. Bo, Bo Nix did come back in. Yeah. At the very end, he did come back in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what did you think about that call by Landing to go for it when he's on 34? Uh, not not crazy about it. I I like uh, coaches who are aggressive, but I, I think at that point he probably uh, didn't need to do that. <laughs> Man, I was a little surprised how Washington came to play uh, in Eugene. You know, that I was I mean, too. You know, so um, not – um, easy, easy uh, after the fact type of uh, handicapping on Arizona. You know, it, uh, UCLA's a look-ahead spot. When's the last time UCLA and USC came into that game? You know, both right with, top with 10. the records. Yeah, both you know, with top the, ten. You know, with their records. Um, so that's a look-ahead spot, especially for teams not really in that spot a whole lot. You know, it's uh, right. uh, You know, uh, on on uh, you're unusual. Back, you're running back runs for 200 yards and you still lose. Might take uh, one uh, one for four on third down. I mean, fourth down conversions. So, uh, and then a minus one t- turnover as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, USC, USC's, you know, they, they probably control their own destiny. They have no wins over ranked teams. They played one ranked team and lost to Utah. So, uh, right. I mean, I, I'm just, I'm still waiting for them to come. And you know what, Pat, as far as running up, okay, yeah, okay. You, you got something to prove, whatever. If somebody's got comparable resources, but you know what? In the SEC, they don't run it up against Bandy. Oh, oh wait a minute. Lane Tiffin did earlier this year. Cover. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Colorado's one of the teams. See, Colorado's the fact well as Bandy. You know, kind of uh, speak. I mean, I don't, I don't think USC. You don't think uh, Lincoln Riley was trying to get notice for the college football playoffs. My He was trying to cover the number. Absolutely. I think that's what he's trying to do. I mean, you can. Does seven points really make a difference when you're trying to impress the playoff committee or whoever? When you talk no. about style points, no, it doesn't make a difference. He was trying to cover the number. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, now it didn't affect the point spread in Tennessee, and they did something similar. Now, had they turn off? You know, he had Milton, his backup quarterback. How in the hell he ever had that guy in front of Hooker? Shame on him. Okay, <laughs> but I mean, but I mean, he's making sure he was still, uh, you know, trying to score some points. Uh, who else, Matt? You like in college football this week? I think uh, Purdue's laying too big of a number against Northwestern. I took twenty with the Purple Cats. They really uh, impressed me a couple weeks ago, or Ohio State failed to impress me. Let's put it that way too. And that game in Evanston was cold and windy. And it was uh, Buckeyes were in a struggle into the fourth quarter and won that game 21 to seven. Now, Northwestern's quarterback play is so uh, bad it's comical, uh, but the the Wildcats can run the ball and uh, they play pretty solid defense. And Pat Fitz is good in the dog rolling. You know what? It's a little bit of a look ahead spot for Purdue too because it's not one of the biggest rivalries in college football. But Indiana's on deck, and uh, that's a game that could be for the Big uh, Big Ten West title for Purdue. 
So I don't see any reason Jeff Brom's going to roll it up or run it up Lincoln Riley style on Northwestern. He just wants to uh, get a lead, run the ball, run the clock, and get on to next week's game. So I kind of like Purdue uh, to win that one. I made the number 14. It's 20. Um, let's see. What else did I play this week? I played Kansas plus nine against Texas. I think these Texas numbers have been inflated every week, and I, I can't really understand it's a lot of sharp money, too. It's not just public money. and right. I can't really put my finger on what the sharps are seeing in the Longhorns and why the numbers uh, reflect that Texas is so good because uh, Texas has lost five of the last six on the road. I think it's pretty obvious right now that Steve Sarkissian's not an elite coach. And uh, a, w- a year ago in this matchup, Texas was a 31-point home favorite and got beat by Kansas. Absolutely. And Lance Wright pulled – What's that? No, no. I remember watching that game. I couldn't believe it, actually. Yeah. 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 It, 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 Kansas City went for two. Kansas, Kansas went for two. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm getting yeah. like, uh, Mark Emmert yeah. calling Kansas, Kansas City. So, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, would, what did you make that number, though, Matt, um, before you, uh, the Lions came out? Kansas, Texas. Three and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah. wow. You know, last, okay. week, last week I made Texas three over TCU. And it opened seven. It gets bet right. to seven and a half. And if you watch the game, try to explain to me why Texas is bet up to seven and a half. Texas couldn't even score seven. <laughs> Less than 200 yards of offense, man, against TCU. That was pathetic. Pathetic. Wow. And uh, uh, I was trying to figure, trying to remember. Why? Uh, I was trying to remember what else uh, I had on oh, the Hawaii, the Hawaii game late Saturday night. <laughs> I think uh, the number's too big on UNLV. I'm going to give it a roll again. I played Hawaii three times in the home ro- home dog roll. Let's go with Honolulu Dogs again Saturday night. UNLV has uh, lost five in a row. Uh, really doesn't have a quality win on his resume. And is going out to uh, the islands laying 11 and a half. This is not the type of uh, team that should, should be a double-digit uh, favorite here, so. Uh, and by the way, Timmy Chang's offense rolled up 540 yards against Utah State last yeah. week. Unfortunately, four turnovers, and that's what kept Hawaii from winning the game, but they were right there to the end. Uh, so I, I think the the home dogs should be live to win that one. So those are my best bets in college football as of right now. All right, uh, NFL, uh, what collapses? Were you on the right side, or which ones <laughs> were you on the wrong side? Uh, I was on the right side of most of them on Sunday. The one that got me was I laid three with the Bills. I thought that was a really cheap line with the Bills, and uh, I laid that on Saturday morning, and I don't need to tell you how that lost. You <laughs> saw it. So. <laughs> but I did I did play the Packers, and they got a nice comeback, you know, a 14-point deficit in the fourth quarter. You're not going to overcome that too often. So I felt fortunate to get that when the Packers come back to beat the Cowboys. At Lambeau, and I'm going to play the Packers again this week. Uh, I did play it today. Laid the three against the uh, Titans on uh, Thursday night. This is a Tennessee offense that's getting a really poor quarterback play too. Yeah. The Titans are the Titans offense ranks 32nd, last in the NFL in yards per drive, and uh, it's a six and three team. It's got a point differential of minus two. Uh, Mike Vrabel's doing it with uh, a solid defense, even though he, he's got a team that's really banged up, too. The Packers and the Titans are both banged up teams. Uh, I, I kind of feel good. I think he got some positive vibes now with the Packers after that comeback. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to get things turned around a little bit. And 
uh, I, I can see the Packers maybe uh, getting things turned around here. Some of the way three with the Titans, who uh, really shouldn't be that hard to stop offensively. They have no big-time wide receivers. They don't have a quarterback who can throw the ball. If, if you stack the box against Derrick Henry, I think you should be able to uh, uh, pretty much shut down the Titans, right? Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. But uh, then again, I had Russell Wilson quarterbacking for me in that one. I had three in that one. They got over 200 oh, yards boy. to 50. And, well, at least yeah. I hedged and ensured uh, some of that. I got Titans plus six and a half because, whew, I mean, Wilson, Wilson's like a, a rookie, man. He will not throw the ball. He just holds it, holds it, holds it. And he certainly has uh, hit the, uh, the buffet a little bit because he doesn't have the elusiveness that he used to have as well. So, Matt, you on leaving in about oh, 45 minutes an hour right after the uh, the uh, committee show at the end of Kentucky-Michigan State? Yeah, I can't wait to see what the committee comes up with this week. This is going to be really good. I'm glad ESPN televises this thing every week and really hypes it up because, I mean, it means a lot. It means a lot to me. <laughs> You're the best, Matt. Thank you, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, thanks. You All right, so Matt Humans, he's going to be in uh, Maui next week. So here comes Toledo coming back. Mike, another red zone. They got 21 to 7. Now at 3:44 to go, they're knocking on the door again. They got. This is a strange crew. This Matt game. This is this is this is a. It's kind of freezing rain. They more. I, I don't know. And then we got a big call here. Was this a fumble? I'd say yeah. It's close. The running back is. Uh... This has a concussion, I believe. Oh, him? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Oh, he slammed down he's, on a turf here? hit the turf, yeah. Oh, we can't. Yeah, so he's probably. It's it's close either way. Uh, uh, so 17-3, Ohio lead, leading. Uh, he's right. down. He's down, Jimmy. You can't see. Yeah, his, I just saw that angle, his butt hit. But his, watch the, here's where you can see the ball. Ah, that ball's coming loose. Okay, from. The okay. ball's be this ball's rotating before so. it comes down. So. They did call him down on the field. So, um, where, do you th- where do you think you know, we're la- y'all were laughing about the uh, the college football show? Where does UCL- USC end up? Oh, let, let, we'll come back to that. Okay, we've we'll got to take back. a break right now. Uh, we'll come back with that uh, Chad Reynolds, the legacy title for all of your real estate closings. 296-0060, full-service title company, servicing all of South Louisiana. Original location off of Sherwood between Corsi and Airline, corner of Perkins and Segan, Highway 42 in Prairieville, and Lafayette and River Ranch. Buying, building, refinancing, nobody chooses but you. Choose Chad Reynolds and legacy title. We'll sort of project those uh, the, the nuke uh, playoff uh, poll when we come back. Yeah, USC. Controls their own destiny. Hadn't been one, one, yeah, one, not one ranked team. Not top ten, one ranked team. Game time from Dozy Place on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Live from Dozy Place on Government Street in the heart of Mid-City, Jimmy Ott's Game Time on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. All right, uh, Toledo goes for it on fourth and goal from the four, and they get it for a touchdown the next kickoff is returned all the way back, but flags on the play. So they return the kickoff for a touchdown, but it's probably going to come back. Uh, here's a late hit, and the quarterback is down for Ohio. He's been playing good, and so they'll look at him. First and goal for Ohio. Really impressive drive. Uh, 22 seconds to go. Two timeouts, first and goal for Ohio. Uh, top four in the, uh, the committee when they do it tonight is easy. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU. Um, all one, no reason to hope. TCU probably even strengthens. Can TCU move ahead of Michigan? 
no, not right. They've beaten more ranked teams. They've beaten five ranked teams yeah. to Michigan's one. One. Five ranked teams to one? I don't think they'll move in front. I mean, I won't be surprised, but I don't think they will. There's just, there's really no need to do that. I understand. It'll play itself it out. I'm thinking, I'm thinking like trying to put myself in the committee's point of view. How is Michigan more impressive beating one ranked team and TCU's beating five? It's – it's they're not. I mean, but I'm just saying I don't see I don't see that happening. And this is is this their best win? TCU? On the road at Texas? Well, I mean Texas, we were just talking about how Texas really With yours healthy? Yeah, but I mean I mean, I mean it's maybe their best win. I mean point spread wise it would be their best win. Power rating wise. Have they beat a I better guess. team on the road? Well, I don't know I I don't know who they beat on the road. I, I know who at home. I, I know, know they haven't been a, a it'd be Kansas on the road. It beat uh, SMU on the road. Yeah, this is probably their I mean, best t- win on the road. It's their best win on the road. Okay, yeah. It's their best win on West Virginia on the road. I think they'll stay at four. Um, so uh, I'm curious to see what USC does. Cause USC's probably going to be seven behind LSU. I think I think that's what it should be. But you, you know, you talking about we're talking about running the score up, and then we're talking about LSU. You know, kind of had a close game. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, you know, it's funny Lincoln Riley. He wasn't laughed at, but he was kind of talked about when he – it looked like he was going to USC to get out of the SEC to make it easier to get to the, the playoff. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he's a, it's nearly self-fulfilling already in the first year. That he's, is, I mean, he's already proving why he did it and what could possibly happen. I find that, kind of, I find that very interesting. Um, Brian Kelly and, uh, and Lincoln Riley, the two most high-profile hires last year, and here they are. They're in position. They're they're in the mix. I mean, you would probably say the USC has a better chance because they have an easier path. They win, and they got an easier path. Oregon, Oregon or Georgia? Well, we saw those two teams play. So here's the Ohio quarterback. First snap is a replacement. He fumbles it, and Ball State has it. And here we go. So that both is, of this is called. That's why it's called Maction, I guess, right? Well, both of the, the, the best players on both uh, offenses have been knocked out. The star running back for Ball State, he's going to the locker room with a concussion and then a late hit on the uh, Ohio starting quarterback who's been playing really good. Read option was just kind of a half-assed job, and he lays it on the uh, thing. So instead of 17 or 21-point lead, you get a 14-point lead going into halftime. They did call the uh, block in the back on the way back. So we got that. Pelicans are... Um, Pelicans are down one uh, at half. Ingram leading the Pelicans with 13 points. Murphy's got 10. McCollum's got eight on three of eight shooting. It's been in a little bit of a shooting slump there. Uh, Herb Jones with seven. Nance with nine. Alvarado with seven off the bench for the New Orleans Pelicans. John Morant in the first half, 24 points for John Morant. Game time from Doe's Eat Place on Government Street on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. ESPN Rewind, brought to you by Tex Morris and Edward Jones Investments. Making sense of investments. Jefferson across from Town Center. Get a game plan today, 928-8659. All right, uh, let's start it off. Uh, you know who's on with OTB, our buddy Nick Underhill from New Orleans.Football. He's got um, he's got um, my triplet uh, working for him uh, now as well. 
Holy crowd of saints. Ooh, the, the enthusiasm is down. Yeah. <laughs> it is down. Here's Nick Underhill on uh, talks about the saints. Um, What about De Dennis Allen? What kind of shape is he in? I mean, I know the people listening to this want, want everyone to say fire him now, burn it down, tear it down, all, all that stuff. But I think you, you let him play out the season. You evaluate it. You see how it goes. You know, maybe you get some guys back healthy and, and you know, you, you kind of look at it through that prism and, and see where you're at with it. Um, you know, the right now thing, I mean, like, there's petitions and stuff, and I understand why everybody's <laughs> feeling the, the way they, they feel. I that mean, boy, it's, that it's, boy it's Wolf is extremely underwhelming. <laughs> that boy yeah. Wolf is popping up right now. No question. It, 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 it's, it's, it's frustrating to watch, and, you know, the same mistakes over and over. Um, but, yeah, I think it's going to be decided in, in how they play out the rest of the season. And, if you know, does he does he lose the locker room? Do they keep playing hard for him? Does, does you know, is there a downturn? Um, you know, I think all that stuff's going to kind of determine it, but – yeah, I, I just don't think you can fire him 10 games into the season. I think that's just, oh. you know, I, I understand, like, the, the, the fan aspect of that. But, like, from a practical standpoint, I mean, I, that's just not something you can do. And, I mean, Mickey Loomis doesn't operate that way. But, yeah, at the end of the year, you sit down, you look at it, you say, okay, we made this attempt to preserve. Yeah. Well, look, the thing is, okay, yeah. Look, you look, definitely we, don't not, fire him now. No, yeah. Well, not, 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 not one game before the end of the season. Okay? I'm sorry. Miss Gale, and it's, there's a lot of continuity. And, I mean, if you're going to fire the guy after one year, he's got to complete his one year. Yes. Okay? I mean, that's pretty extreme, you know, one and done. Um, the Saints have performed and operated as one of the one of the more stable uh, organizations and better run. We laugh at it all the time. Charlie's fav famous quote is, we get the all-important position of ownership. Yeah. And it's because they don't do things impulsively. Right, right. It's you'd like you'd, you'd Ursay and you go in there and take Fra tell Frank, right, you got to play Ellinger. Okay, Ellinger goes 0 for 14 on third, da third downs. You fire him, and uh, Saturday comes off the TV set and says, no, Matt Ryan's playing. He's better. He's a better quarterback. <laughs> I mean, you know, that, 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 that's let those – Mickey Mouse operations right. continue. You got the better half. I don't expect Miss Gale or Mickey Loomis that combine. They're not making a move before the end of the season. But at the end of the season, if it's really bad, and it's been bad, and I think it's on course to making a move. It's not a slam dunk because it's one year. But, I mean, nothing before the end of the season. No, nothing before the end of the season. And, again, I don't really think even after the season, uh, just one year. I think okay. at least you got to get two years. And, you know, we talked about the Saints just got blown out by the Ravens a few weeks ago. And the Ravens have been a, a, a strong franchise also, them in Pittsburgh. And, and you know, and, and they were down last year, the Ravens. They were down last year. They regrouped and got it back going. Pittsburgh's down right now. They, when they're they, playing their rookie they pull, now, they're yeah, going to get better. They, yeah, they, they pulled it out against the Saints. But, I mean, game's 10 to 10 at halftime. You know, the Saints have more interference calls later, and Pittsburgh pulls away. But so, I mean, you can turn it around quick. We've mentioned it on the show all the time. Teams go from last to first. And still, as bad as it is, and it's, it is bad, you're two games out at first on your division. So, again, you just got to win a game. And then after that, see if you can win another one. And then we'll see you there. But if it, if it keeps going bad, it'll be interesting to see what happens. All right. Uh, here is Hunton Hill talking about uh, the expectations of LSU and the rankings that are getting ready to come out. It's a beauty contest, and right now, I don't know that LSU's scores are 
all that high. Um, your loss is, to Tennessee is ugly. They came in and beat you bad. And then you lost to Florida State, who's played better, and it was the last play of the game on an extra. There's really no – if you're going to lose a game, losing with a, a blocked extra point is about the best way you can lose. <laughs> yeah. That's what – but but First still, it is a loss. And so, you didn't look very good against Arkansas, quite frankly. Uh, if anybody's yeah. paying attention and trying to give a reason why you're, you need to be in and Tennessee needs to be out, that showing in Fayetteville is not going to wow a lot of people. So do you think it's important for LSU to go out against UAB and make sure you win by 28 instead of 10? Nobody's watching a UAB game yeah, uh, unless, I, I, unless LSU really struggles, okay? Yeah. If they win by, you know, three or four touchdowns, I am surprised at the line being that low. Um, LSU will be more prepared to play after a week. Uh, that's on the exhale spot. Their exhale spot was in Fayetteville. You know, the only guy that didn't exhale was Superman, who had the who was number 40, who's playing with the damn flu and looking like a Lawrence Taylor out there. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, if he doesn't, but you needed that to win by three. Yeah. That's how tough of a spot it is. We talked about it a lot at nauseum to point where it's not always, but it's it's there. Notre Dame beat Navy by three. Navy's no good. They beat Clemson by how much? They beat Navy by three yeah. the next week. George is the only one, and they got a call to kind of separate themselves on a bogus well, they, they block. Had, they had some close games. They had a few. Talk about this past week oh, after past they week. beat yeah, Tennessee yeah. in a high-emotion right. game. Okay, yeah. Liberty had a high-emotion win. They lose at UConn. Right. Okay, right. I mean, you're you you you're going to win more times than not situationally handicapping at the college level. And so that's the beauty contest is more than that. Just you lost by a, a bunch to the team that's ahead of you right now. That the teams that you're competing with, Tennessee. Yeah. So they beat you at your place like a drum, and that's the team you're competing against. One thing's going to happen. Okay, and also, they do not want three teams in the SEC no. in the Final Four. They get criticized. They get, you know, the whole thing. If they have two, three, it's going to be impossible. And if it comes to LSU and Tennessee, that head-to-head is brutal. But in the same sense... The conference who has dominated this playoff, you're gonna leave the leave the conference champion out. Yeah, no. If they something beat, something screwy is gonna if happen. They beat Georgia, Jimmy. You're looking at a, basically a round robin between LSU, Georgia, and Tennessee. If LSU beats Georgia, you're looking at a round robin. Tennessee could not compete with the team so, you just beat. Right. Then some people might say Georgia had a game to play with. They weren't really into it. Right. So I mean, I'm but telling I'm you, saying, it's, it's, but no, no. I'm just saying you're, you're looking at a round robin there. So, I mean, you know, so then how much does the Florida State, the first game of the year, with a new coach matter? Well, how much does that weigh in? That's, what it's, that's where you come that's – where that's where it ends up being, if it comes to that. Now, you know, a lot has to happen. But as far as LSU with the – historically, after the uh, Alabama game, there's always that – it's a tough game emotionally and physically. But once – if LSU can usually win that and if Alabama can usually win their game – they usually both teams can kind of get it rolling after that. After further review, Matt talking about LSU's ball <laughs> projections. The worst case scenario would be if Tennessee gets left out of the playoff and Alabama is ranked ahead of LSU, like if LSU loses to Georgia, because then this is what would transpire. And that's basically what, what USA Today is projecting. They're projecting a Georgia Clemson semifinal and Ohio State TCU semifinal, which puts Tennessee in the Sugar Bowl, 
as the highest ranked SEC team not in the playoff and then Alabama in the Orange Bowl. Alabama in the Orange Bowl is basically saying that two loss Alabama would be ranked ahead of LSU should LSU lose to Georgia in the SEC championship game and that would knock LSU to the Citrus Bowl. Has Matt and lost his damn LSU to play Iowa January 2nd in the Citrus Bowl? Has Matt lost his damn mind? When you're in position, you're in competition for the playoff. Who the hell cares what bowl you game you're going to? You're trying to get in the damn playoff, Matt. When you're in contention to win an SEC, the the best conference in college football. How long has he been doing this? Well, the thing I want I want to I want to re- recount on those awards he won. The thing is though, the thing is now though, Jimmy, with the with the with the the kids opting out and all, we'll see if it this year with the bowl games. I mean, the bowl games have really lost. We a say lot this of, every year. They've lost. I know. We but, say it every but year. But they've lost a lot of their stats. I understand. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean just, two guys, two best receivers for Ohio State uh, did, didn't play. They, they had two more. Yeah, I mean, guess what? You know, and some teams don't have it. I mean, it's just. You know, guess what? I was I was actually looking at some recruiting stuff going on. I don't know why, but I was looking at some recruiting stuff. Guess who has the two top rate ride receivers in the country competed for next year? Ohio State. Surprise. Surprise. Shocker. And then one will transfer to Alabama and be the best receiver in the country. We'll wrap it up after this. Game time for Dozy Place on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Live from Dozy Place on Government Street in the heart of Mid-City, Jimmy Ott's Game Time on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. All right, Mikey, about a minute to go. What you got on your mind? Uh, something interesting. Patrick Peterson had those two interceptions in the oh. end zone. Oh. Julio Jones caught a touchdown pass for Tampa. A.J. Green made a beautiful catch. All in a- Those three guys, they were all top ten in recruiting. They all in the played country. against each other. They all went to SEC schools. All three of them were first-round draft picks in the top ten. And they're all at the end of their career, and they all did this on the same, same weekend. I found that very interesting. Patrick Peterson could have played a little offense. I see so many DBs drop balls. Yeah. He don't drop them. <laughs> he does not drop them. But em. they've all, you know, all of them are, you know, they're, they're about done. No, I loved watching Julio versus Patrick Pete. I loved watching A.J. Green against Patrick because yeah. I went to Athens. They win, somebody lose. They were really fun to watch those guys really? compete. Tomorrow we're at City Slice Pints and Pizza for the last week of uh, LSU football season as far as the home games. Grant Lanero back in the studio. Where, uh, this has been game time from Dozy Place and 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge.